This is a KSHSAA production. First down from the 17 is where they mark it officially. Here's Hancock breaks back at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Jaden. Down to the other end, misses, shot won't go up the gun, and Eudora comes from way behind and goes crazy. Welcome back to the Keisha Podcast. This is our ninth episode, and I know it's been a while since our last episode. Uh, the holidays paired with some hardware malfunctions with my computer and uh, learning some new software here has caused some delays in between podcasts, but nonetheless, we are back. And, and this episode, we're going to talk about debate, as state debate is coming up January 16th and 17th for all classes, and those State debate championships will be held in Derby High School for 6A and 5A and El Dorado High School for classes 4A and 3 through 1A. We wanted to take some time in this podcast to recognize one of our fine arts activities and debate that serves a strong purpose for the students in Kansas. And we sat down with Reggie Romine to talk, who administrates the debate in Kansas, to talk about just how it's structured and, and how debate is, is organized and qualified for regionals and states throughout the season, uh, the debate topic, which is oceans this year. And then we'll also talk with Chris Riffer of Blue Valley High School in Overland Park, who is debate coach there for over 20 years, and get, just get his input and some game plans, some uh, just some techniques that are used in debate and just how the overall four-speaker format is used in the Kansas State Championships. So with that, we bring in Reggie Romine to talk about some debate. Reggie, we get into state debate, which will be January 16th and 17th. And before we get into the procedures and regulations of debate in Kansas, um, so people can be more informative of that activity that we uh, regulate, kind of tell us how it's all centered. And I know there's a national debate topic uh, and this year it's oceans, and they have to debate this topic throughout the season. Um, that is correct. Uh, basically, uh, in August of the previous year, we have what we call a National Topic Debate Selection Committee. Uh, that is made up of, with invitations, of any debate coaches uh, in the nation that would like to come and meet and uh, basically write topics so then uh, we can vote on them for the next year. Um, this particular year, you are correct, the national topic uh, has been, and that's what our students have been debating, is the United States federal government should substantially increase its non-military exploration and or development of the Earth's oceans. Um, this past August, we sat there and had 11 proposals written, and uh, we sat down, again, this would be for the 2015-16 year, and narrowed that down to five, and then we put that out to a national vote, it was then narrowed down to two. The five were inequity, uh, income inequity, surveillance, criminal justice, immigration, and Indian country. So as you can see, we try to get a variety of, of topics. And then uh, we voted, and it has now been narrowed down to two topics, and those are income equity, inequity, and uh, surveillance. So. Here in January, we have our final vote, and then we will know exactly what we're debating a year from. But it's, it's a very, very in-depth three-day process, and so these topics you know, are done so that there can be hopefully equal affirmative cases as well as equal negative cases for our kids to debate, and it is the same topic across the United States. 
So it's the same topic across the United States and for the students here in Kansas that are involved in debate. So when the season starts in the fall, which is unique to Kansas, uh, what kind of guidelines must they fall throughout the season and what is put out there for the debate teams? Um, you know, what's unique in Kansas is basically we debate just a semester. Um, the majority, with a few exceptions, of the states, they debate all year round. Um, that has, is by choice of our member schools, and we have a lot of uh, reasons why we do that. But uh, our season here in Kansas starts with the first possible invitation, just like sports or anything else. Uh, our, our season would begin September 17th this past year, and then it will uh, basically culminate in January with the state debate tournament, which will be January 16th and 17th. Uh, this year. Um, and what our students uh, do in that season is they are allowed to go to a maximum of eight debate uh, invitations. Um, and it's up to the schools as far as if they go to that many or, or not, but each individual debater is limited to that number. Um, and how you qualify for state debate is you must have a 50% or better record in four invitational tournaments that are in the state. We don't count for qualification for our state tournament any out-of-state uh, uh, invitations. And as long as you get that for two-speaker debate, then you qualify and may enter a maximum of four teams into our state debate tournament. We also have another format in the state of Kansas, and that is four-speaker debate. And basically, it's the same philosophy. You know, the kids uh, debate both sides, the AF and the NAG. But in four-speaker debate, you put two teams together. They debate as just two throughout the tournament. But then you combine the two scores of the two teams. Uh, one team only debates the AF side all throughout the tournament in a round-robin format. The other team only debates the NAG. Um, and then you come up with what we call kind of a true team championship versus the two-speaker format is, is more of a, yeah, two people, but it's kind of a little more individualistic. And uh, uh, so, you know, we're happy with the two formats. Uh, we will have a four-speaker champion as well as a two-speaker champion uh, this uh, coming January. And uh, we just believe it involves more kids and it gives more opportunities uh, for kids to participate. Well, and you might some listeners might be wondering, well, when I was in school, there was only one championship, but we, you know, 1995 is when we made that switch from had two different championships, four speaker and two speaker. Reggie, as as state comes on, regional assignments and how do people qualify for for state from a regional's perspective? Okay, and in four speaker debate, okay, that's where we have regionals. Okay, as I indicated before, two speaker debate, you have to have a 50 percent or better record, and then you qualify. Four-speaker debate, all you do is you have to enter regionals, and then, of course, you have to come out <clears throat> on top of the regionals in order to qualify. And we send eight to nine teams from the various regionals uh, to compete at state for that state championship. So, um, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting and maybe a little bit confusing uh, in the extent that throughout the season, we all of our invitations are pretty much two-speaker debate. That, they are, okay? Um, and the only time the kids really debate four-speaker is for regionals and for state four-speaker debate. Uh, yet, it's the same philosophy. It's everything's the same that they do. It's just they team up and how it's schooled. 
Okay, well, if we just kind of look at the classifications here, 6A and 5A will be at Derby High School, and 4A and 321A will be at El Dorado High School. So uh, any, any host information for us out there that, or the time schedule or any details you might want to relay to us? Um, I, I guess, you know, I just refer you pretty much to our, our web pages because there, there is quite a bit there. Um, it is a two-day tournament, both of them. Um, again, we, we do a two-speaker in the four classifications, and, and we have a 6A champ, we have a 5A champ, 4A champ, and then we have a combined 3-2-1A champ, um, both in two-speaker and four-speaker. Uh, they start roughly at noon on Friday, and they run clear up until, gosh, about 10 o'clock at night on Friday, depending on format, and then they turn right around, start at 8 in the morning, and run, uh, the four-speaker will be done at about 3.45 in the afternoon, the two-speaker will run clear into maybe 10 o'clock at night uh, before we have our champions. So, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of debating. Each debate round lasts usually a minimum of an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. And uh, we do multiple rounds involving multiple judges, involving lots of community volunteers, um, involving lots of, of classrooms. And so, you know, it, it's a major operation. Public are welcome to be there, by the way. And it's kind of interesting to sit in and, you know, watch a debate around every once in a while, or, you know, every so often and, and just get a feel of what the kids are doing. Well, it's definitely a great activity for our kids here in Kansas. Uh, be on the lookout, as Reggie mentioned earlier, uh, as of right now, they're voting on the, the topic for next year, whether it's narrowed down to two, income, inequality, and surveillance. Uh, Reggie, thanks for joining us and talk about some debate. Hey, it's been a pleasure, and I guess I just want to thank our state hosts, and I am going to mention them. Lynn Miller is our uh, manager debate coach at Derby High School, and Emily Graham is our manager debate coach at El Dorado High School. And without uh, quality schools and member schools, these things don't happen, and we just are thrilled that people are interested in debate. Next, I wanted to talk to a debate coach just to get their side of how the season goes and how maybe what the difference is between four-speaker and two-speaker debate. I want to say thanks to Josh Anderson of Olathe Northwest who, who sat down and talked to me about two-speaker debate. Unfortunately, the audio equipment didn't record our conversation, uh, but it was a very good conversation about two-speaker debate and how he sees how it differs between four-speaker, whether you're arguing the affirmative all the time or the negative all the time. Uh, but we did get the conversation with Chris Riffer, who coaches at Blue Valley High School in Overland Park. And with that, he kind of gave us some insight about four-speaker debate, where he's been coaching there for 20 years. Well, four-speaker is actually the format that's the oldest of all of the debate formats. The original national championship, even back in the 20s, was four-speaker. A lot of the, the states have gone away from a four-speaker format, but Kansas is one of the few that still does it, which I, I think is, is great, and I'm really grateful for it. In the four-speaker format, you have one team that is always on the affirmative side, and then you have another team that's always on the negative side, and you want a round-robin format against the other schools. So your affirmative team is always against, it goes against each negative team from every school and then vice versa. And why I really like it is, it does away with any of the questions of, you know, well, you hit this team, but it wasn't on their strongest side. Um, you never hit this team because you weren't paired against them in the schedule. Uh, you know you're going to hit every school with your strongest team on their strongest side against their strongest team on their strongest side. 
And um, it gives, uh, bottom line is it gives more kids opportunities to debate. And in Kansas, where we have so many kids that debate, um, I think that's a great thing. Do you ever look at uh, some kids that join debate that year and, and think, okay, they're going to be a better four-speaker debate when it comes to state than a two-speaker, or is, does that matter at all? That's a good question. Um, sometimes it matters. Sometimes it doesn't. You'll, you'll have good debaters that are going to be good no matter what format they're in. Because the four-speaker format relies on a panel of judges, and um, and the two-speaker relies on just one judge in the back of the room, at least in the preliminary rounds, we get to panels in the elimination rounds. Um, sometimes the, the four-speaker format is for debaters who perhaps are a little bit more community-focused, can, can debate in front of uh, anyone from the community because there'll be a bigger pool of three judges from all across the area. So sometimes that might play into the factor, um, but a lot of times it's just, you know, your best teams. As the season goes on and the, and the topic this year was oceans, um, is there anything that you noticed about the topic that made you think, okay, it's – kids are having more success for it or are they having more success against it or how do you think the judges have been seeing this topic you know in in all the years i've done this uh i think every year we'll start off looking at a topic and i I think when the coaches get together and talk and there'll always be someone that will go oh this is going to be such an affirmative sided topic or this is going to be such a negative sided topic and it always seems to still work out pretty easy in both ways and and the best debaters find a way to win on both sides. So um, I, I don't know that I found any one area uh, over the other this year. I think our squad, we've kind of struggled a little bit on the negative maybe more this year, but um, we still managed to get some wins there, and, and uh, you know, the best teams still find a way to win. Um, kind of, com- Let's compare it to, to maybe a sporting event for us, and, and as far as a coaching perspective, uh, is there a certain type of X and O's or game plan that you – that you like to follow you personally as a coach that may be different or not without giving your secrets away, but uh, just kind of how's, how's that kind of game plan go in for a debate debate coach? Uh, Yeah, I think I, I just try to play to my kids strengths a lot of times. Um, If I find a kid that that's strong with a particular style of debate, then I'll I'll let them um, really try to emphasize that, try to find and get them in front of judges that will appreciate that style. Uh, as much as I can, but I think uh, the key, and I think one of the wonderful things about Kansas debate is we have a variety of judges, and, you know, we'll have parents in the community, we'll have educators, we'll have former debaters um, and college debaters that will judge, and all of them look at rounds. So I think the key is is to try to get a kid prepared to debate in front of any type of judge, because they'll never know who walks through that room at the start of the round. They'll know what their arguments are, but they won't know what judge or what type of judge will walk through the back of the round. So I just try to make sure that we develop arguments and have a strategy that can play in front of a multitude of judges and a multitude of of paradigms and ways that the judge will look at the round and just try to be for every contingency that way. So before we let you go, Chris, give us uh, some primary reasons, and I think you may have just touched on a few as far as preparing them to, you know, present their mind and a variety of different people in front of a variety of different people, but what are the benefits of, of, of a kid participating in debate? I don't think there's an activity in Kansas or anywhere in the nation that better prepares a kid for the, the world outside of their high school experience. Debate. 
Uh, they're going to learn how to communicate in front of a variety of different types of people. They're going to learn how to problem solve. They're going to learn how to present their argument and their point of view in a persuasive manner. And uh, there's just not an activity that is probably a better use of, of time for a high school kid than, than debate, in my opinion. Well, uh, the Blue Valley Overland Park, they won the first four-speaker debate in 1995, if my memory serves me correct. So you're going to go for another one this week, and uh, best of luck. Well, thanks a lot. I wanted to elaborate on something that Reggie and Chris had talked about as far as the judges, and I, I just want everybody to understand how big of an event the state debate is. At just the 6A and 5A location, there's going to be 84 classrooms used, 94 school judges, and over 200 community judges, and there's 128 judges slots. In the 4A and 3-2-1A debate championships at El Dorado, there's going to be 66 classrooms used, uh, 59 school judges, and then again, the community judges that could total over 200 people. It is a very big event. It's definitely open to the public, so anybody interested to know, learn more about debate, or if you have a kid that is in grade school or junior high that's thinking, hey, when I get to high school, I'd like to try out debate, Go to one of these events, learn at what it is, just see how these extraordinary students are are debating current topics in the world. And on that topic, Reggie alluded to whether this 2015-16 debate topic would be income inequity or surveillance. They had chosen that they will be doing surveillance for the 2015-16 season. It's resolved debate. Uh, the United States federal government should substantially curtail its domestic surveillance. So we're talking about how uh, the NSA reports that came out over this past year about uh, the government uh, tracking cell phones and things of that nature. So just imagine high schoolers being able to talk about that and practice for real-world real application as far as the current topics and everyday life that every one of us debates, uh, whether it be professional or casual. This is stuff that's going on uh, uh, for a state championship. So stop by if you want to and just see what debate's all about in Kansas. To wrap up, just looking at the calendar, for especially for our fine arts state championships coming up, the Piano Festival is February 21st in Wichita State University. That's for all classes. Scholars Bowl is also coming up February 14th. Uh, check our website for all those state locations. And Music Festival Large Group and Small Group will be coming up in April. April 15th and 16th for large group, and April 25th for small group. Uh, speech and drama coming up later in May. So make sure you check out those things on our website for when those dates are coming up. Uh, we'll preview some wrestling and, and touch on some basketball and bowling and, and some boys swimming and diving that will be coming up here in the winter as well. So look for that on our next podcast, and we'll see you later.